but I'm, I'm gonna put on my foil hat. <laughs> Hit it. I'm your host, your host, your host, your host, the man with the most, the most, the most. Okay, anyway. anyway um, wow, really? Anyway. <laughs> my name is Elizabeth, a.k.a. TK, a.k.a. The Kid, and I run things now. <laughs> Get back in the closet. <laughs> Stop, move out the way. <laughs> I am, this is D. Anthony, a.k.a. You already know this because you turned on to this podcast, so I can only be the other guy, which is Whitebeard. The reason why? Because I have a big white beard. And if you've ever seen us on Instagram with all those pictures that I have been posting for the past couple of years, hashtag Whitebeard and the kid. <gasps> then you will see and you can understand. So, here we are. Welcome to the Whitebeard and TK podcast. I almost choked on that. Anyway. On air? On air. No, I choked on my own saliva. I'm gonna need a bit of this chocolate right now because this is our Sunday special. Oops, I rechanged, I changed it again, right? It's just called the special edition. Um. Yes, I need this because these things tend to give me a massive headache. And for all those of you who have just showed up or actually just discovered us, I used to do this thing when we started, and it was pet peeves. The nonsense that bugged me throughout the week. And yes, this looks a little uncouth that I am sitting here eating a chocolate Hershey's Kiss while the mic is running and this is poor etiquette and something you shouldn't do but guess what this is our show i'll do whatever the heck i want to do and that's how this is going to go but i'm almost done with this because i do not want to choke and that would really really suck so here we are another month's gone by another week when i set up what it is that I want to talk about. And by the time we get to record the episode, life has dramatically changed. Because when we started the idea, TikTok was big news. And we're still gonna cover it. We're still gonna do the TikTok thing. And you understand why in a minute when we get to it. But TikTok is still a thing for us. And then in between that, I was thinking, you know, all the conspiracy theories or just my conspiracy theory. Now, you can call that theories if you want when I'm done. But I have a theory. And we'll get to that in a hot second. But first, let's start with... um. 
because this happened during this week, let us start with uh, Uncle Joe. No, no. Are you going to re-engage with Cuba, though? I mean, I'm, I'm specifically wondering about, you know, the Florida yes. communities that are, in, in, you know, yes. incredibly interested in, in the Cuba issue um, and see yes. uh, status given to Venezuelans while Cubans are being deported. The answer so are, is, you yes, I'm going to engage. Yes. Yes. And by the way, what you all know, but most people don't know, Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. You go to Florida, you find a very different attitude about immigration in certain places than you do when you're in Arizona. So it's a very different, a very diverse community. Yep, that's that crazy Uncle Joe as some of us like to affectionately call him, talking about how diverse the Latino commercial, the Latino community is over the black community. Now, to be fair, I found that, and I let the whole thing play because everybody has been talking about this week and only clipping or saying the part that he said. Now, um, that we got that that segment via uh, Yahoo. I don't know whose news it was. I think it was like a Yahoo News. I think that's where we got this from because we pulled it off of um, whatever, YouTube. So, um, to be fair, he was talking about immigration. However, this is not the first time that Joe has opened his mouth and said something a little ridiculous when it comes to the... Uh, quote-unquote black community now some say this is how he really feels and everything else it's quite possible I'm not going to go into blanket statement and say that although it may be what I really feel but to be honest that's why I showed that whole we, we listened to that whole piece to see that the conversation was about immigration and what he will be doing with Cuba I did not disclaimer I did not see the entire interview however it what appears that he is speaking to a coalition of black and Hispanic um, news people. It was a virtual uh, virtual conference. And this came up and then that was his reaction, which he has been getting smacked across the coals or across the butt cheeks, burnt up left and right. People want to put him on a stake and burn him because of the things he has said, actually just a few people. I don't think that the media at large really covered this until a lot of people started saying stuff and it's just beginning to pick up steam. Now, again, to be fair, Joe has apologized for it. You want to know what he said? Go ahead. You want to know what he said? Sure. Okay. He said he in no way wanted to say, I'm not actually reading the quotes because I just heard it before we got on the air. He said he in no way wanted to say that the black community is a monolith. That's what he said. But he also said what he said. So people, what are we to believe? I'll get back to Joe and back to the so-called black monolith of the black community a little bit later but first let's jump into what we what I wanted to get into because uh, the president said something else about what was it um, 
unemployment insurance. He 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 uh, is going to be 400 instead of 600. People want a 600, and there's a lot of people you can see in the comments if you see this video. They're saying all kinds of stuff. But first, let's get into TikTok. Now, when we when we begin this, and I said what this episode was going to be about. I tasked you with an assignment because TikTok, the whole information about TikTok came up. It was a slow brew and then it boiled over and then it spilled. Now I task you with checking out, you know, doing a, doing a bit of a dive into getting some information on TikTok because I know that you, not only you and your generation, because I love it too, you love TikTok. And you're a giant fan of TikTok. I'm a giant fan of TikTok. So let's start with first, what did you find and what are the issues that's going on behind the whole TikTok thing? Uh, well, one stormy night two weeks ago. One stormy night? We're going to play the violin. One stormy night two weeks ago, Trump said... TikTok will be banned because there was a possibility that China was taking information from TikTok, was using information to siphon, I mean, yep, using TikTok to siphon information from the U.S. back to China. Um, China also has their own app, which can't be down, cannot be downloaded in the US, I don't think, unless you're using a VPN or something else like that, but not the point. Okay, so two weeks ago, I can't remember exactly what day it was, but before the weekend, two weeks ago, he said it would be banned on Saturday, or at least that's what we thought, okay? So everyone was freaking out, like, follow my Instagram, just in case this is the end for TikTok. And Saturday came and went, guess what was still there? TikTok, okay? And then, like, a couple days after, three, maybe four, we found out something else, okay? A deal is trying, speaking is so hard, is being negotiated, okay? So, here's the deal. TikTok will stay if by September there is another company, uh, I don't know. Is it? I don't know if it's like solely American companies, but probably, most likely, will be an American company. If they can get an American company to buy TikTok, then everything should be easy peasy, lemon squeezy from there. Okay, clear skies, coasting, soaring. You're a bird. You're free. What's the purpose for having an American company though take over TikTok? What was the issue? So that they can protect all their information and data and stuff. Right. It's a security issue. Yeah. Um, now, this decision has to be made by September. How that's going to work, I don't know. Uh, heard on the news that one of the choices was Microsoft. But, you know, I don't really trust that because tech companies already own enough of America and already steal your see that's the thing you talk about invasion of security and privacy of Americans but tech companies do it anyway and you're not supposed to do that but they do invade your privacy and collect your data every time you search something on Google it pops up as an ad on another website 
Coincidence? I think not. Well, neither do I. You gotta look at me. I know. I was just looking for a reaction. Anyway, um, if you're listening to this, send us a voice message. I don't know if you can comment on here. Can you? Well, they have an email they can answer that. Send an email. Send a voice message. Some type of response. Who do you think should be in control of TikTok? Whether it be the Chinese company that already has it, uh, what is it, ByteDance, I think? Mm -hmm. Should they continue to own it? Should Microsoft get it? Or Apple? Or should we just cut it out altogether and get rid of TikTok? I totally agree with you about Microsoft. And when it comes to information being stolen and everything else, I said this a longer time ago, a longer time ago. I said this a long time ago. Even when the internet was first being born and we had a lot of other stuff, we didn't stream things except for on LimeWire. How many of you remember LimeWire? I do. And it how many just was getting shut down for good right. when I was younger. Yes, but it had already been around. <laughs> It was around before you were born and then you were a baby. But LimeWire was, you got a lot of stuff off of LimeWire, including a whole lot of viruses. Mm. So I understand when it comes to TikTok. I was here when all these things began and I understand about the protection of data and the protection of information and the concern about China being able to um, gather information. A few years ago, we had a cyber attack, and the first thing people thought about was like, oh, crap. And apparently, it appeared to, if I am remembering this correctly, it was it was a Chinese company, or whoever it was, ended up hike, hack hacking, ended up hacking the bank system, which was like a warning shot, like, Y'all better learn how to do some different security. Excuse me. Because the world has changed. The world's changed so much where as now that you're coming up, right? You've only known things that are on computer and the internet. Mm -hmm. Which is totally different. It's just like when you're talking about engaging in war. When I was younger and we went to war, it was country against another country. And when my grandparents and parents were younger, it was country against another country. It was against the evil ideology, whether it be Nazism or, and not imperialism, whether it be Nazism, communism, and a lot of other stuff, and progressivism, but they didn't understand progressivism, at least my parents did, did not. It was communism. And so, it was you were fighting these countries that had these ideologies that had these different things and then we moved into the whole nuclear thing and so war was people against people country against country by the time we moved into the new millennium war changed face because you move from fighting a country to now battling an idea uh, yes there's something I have to say. Um, listen, the whole thing about TikTok is a, you know, a threat to your security. Here's the thing, though, because I was on Music Glee, watching music videos in 2016, 
Yes. Before that, even. Uh, and that was owned by ByteDance. I think they brought it out in 2017. So why is it just now becoming an issue? Why wasn't it an issue then? So war changed from being person to person, country to country, to now fighting an ideology and an idea. War moved from being from country to country to being there are no borders. We saw that the whole thing with uh, um, with with uh, Afghanistan and I believe it was Iraq, but it was I think it started with Iraq, but definitely it, it, Afghanistan when it really really got it took some traction where you know people were using Twitter and they used Twitter to gather people to not only to tweet but they gathered a bunch of followers and a lot of other stuff. So now we were fighting a war in a new front. Wars and conflicts are no longer just people on the ground. There are people that are sitting behind their computer and they're growing people. And, then, and this is how things are happening now. So you don't have borders in wars anymore. We still do have physical borders country to country. But now, since we're moving into this new era of fighting and conflict, whether it is when we're talking about this thing with TikTok or we're talking about a real physical war, we're now moving into thing where there are no borders left because people are moving in and out and with ideology. So when it comes to security, like I said, that red, that red flag went up once the banks got hit and that first cyber attack. And it was like, oh snap, what the heck are we gonna do? Then we get to the whole TikTok issue. I get it because you really don't know what another country's security is. And when it comes to China, we know there's a communist country. We know that even in there, the government itself controls information, even from its own populace. They control what they get. They control for a large portion of their country, for their countrymen. They control a lot of other stuff. So you don't know what it is that they're doing. And this is the reason why, right, you know, we need to protect our own citizens. And yes, if we have to go after this and attack their, their security protocols, then that's what we need to do. I get it because we are in a new world where we're getting um, battles that are, that, are, that are in cyberspace. So having said that, um, I get that. And when you look at, what is it, like maybe a year ago or maybe two years ago, I get a call or I get an email from, who's those people? The gene company, um, Old Navy. And a few other people saying that, Something happened with their security and you may or may not have your information have been hacked and they may or may not have your credit card information. And that's right here in this own country. So I get it. Um, it started out with, y'all got a month to figure this out. But like you, I am not in agreement with Microsoft owning anything. I think the giant tech companies are owning too much. You know, Facebook starts cutting stuff off. Um, especially when it comes to politics and a lot of other things, they're a little, they're a little bit crazy. It's a little, it's a little too much like 1984. There you go. That's a, that's a little, put a little pin in that one when you're talking about conspiracy theories. But like you, I kind of like TikTok. There are a couple of people I follow. I like those videos. I like to giggle and laugh. And I have found myself spending an hour or two or maybe late night when I should be sleeping 
watching some of the videos. And I know you're doing the same thing because if I'm turning over and tossing at 3 o'clock in the morning and I hear you walking around the house, I know you're not asleep like you're supposed to be. You're up watching what? Mm, YouTube videos. <laughs> YouTube videos and something on TikTok. So, um, me personally, I hope they get it all worked out because I kind of like it. I get the security thing, but I hope everything gets ironed out. And I hope it gets ironed out in a way that we can all just go back to enjoying life. And I don't want to see any of y'all be like, why are you mad over an app? Why are you mad over an app? After you boycotted Netflix for them taking friends off of it. What? Who the heck boycotted friends or boycotted for friends? Caucasians. Now, why you had to go there? But okay, I get what you're saying. I, I understand. Okay, just leave it. Leave it alone. Posting about it were... Leave it alone. But obviously other people watch Friends. Just saying living single was better. And living single came first. Before Friends. Friends was a knockoff. And before that there was Seinfeld. Half the characters on Friends were toxic anyway. Yes. I agree. Therefore, it is not just an app. Yes. Okay. You done with that? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Let us move on. What do we move on to? I don't know. Let's get back to old crazy Joe. Now, when it comes to Joe, he said that in his apology... He's not trying to say that the black community is a monolith. That's very interesting, Joe, since the last time you said to another guy who was um, of a brown complexion, <laughs> you know, hey, if you don't vote for, if you vote, you ain't black. What? Homeboy didn't call him on that. He let it go. And then recently, I think during the same interview, he was talking to a guy, and a lot of people picked up on us. I said it to you, I showed it to you, and you're like, that's not what he said, and I ran it again, I ran it again. I'm like, uh-huh, catch it again, that's what he said. He was talking to the other reporter, who was a brown persuasion, and he said, do you, are you gonna take a, did you take a cognitive test? Man, no, no, I ain't, Okay, uh, hey, Joe, I remember before when you said that you were taking a test, you get tested every day. Somebody on the YouTubes pointed that out and showed that video clip. I'm like, see, I remember that too. All right, take this. Nah, you're lying, bro. What's going on? But that's not the interesting part. The interesting part was when he turned around and said, hey, hey, that's like if you... If you before you came into this, before you came into here, you had to take a test for what? Cocaine. For for cocaine. Are you a drug? What? Oh, whoa! Time out again. This interview did not interviewer did not call him on what he said. Someone explained to me why. I'm like, okay, Joe. Now, if this had been Donald Trump, they would have said, he said something racist against a black reporter and no one to say something. We all know this. We know this because this man is blamed for everything, including all, including all of the stoppage in the bowels of Washington 
that should have been flushed out with some herbal life years ago. Homie just showed up in the White House three years ago. How are you blaming him for everything that's happened for years before he got there? I'm just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there so it can go into your ears and roll around in your brain cabinet. How are you to blame for every single thing? Everything. That's all I got to say about that. Everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, Joe says this. Right? Mm -hmm. But you've experienced the exact same thing. We're talking about monolith in your little young years. Because you grew up a little bit differently. You do things a little bit differently. And people will say something to you. And then they will comment about your, uh, your uh, racial parentage, heritage. Because you don't listen to or do something that what they consider. I've had somebody assume that I like fried chicken and watermelon. And here's the thing. Alright, watermelon and fried chicken are obviously two very good foods. But the fact that you equate both to black people, and whenever you see a black person, that's the first thing that you think of, is wrong. There's like something in your mind <laughs> that thinks completely wrong. Because if I'd say, no, I'm a vegan and I'm allergic to watermelon, what would you have said? Well, see, then you become an anomaly. Exactly. And so, there's that part. And there is the other thing where you told me a lot of times when you ever had issues there were people who look like you. Yeah. And I said the same thing. And I know within the, I'm doing air quotes, the black community, they say many who those they are are those people who you see talking the loudest, that we are not a monolithic thinking group of people, that we think differently and we don't all have the same views on politics and life and homosexuality and all the things and food and eating and veganism and vegetarian and all the other stuff. However... Well, we aren't the same in the sense that because... I don't know. We're just so divided against each other. Just, that's why I hate when people say the black community. We're not a community. We're Sorry. just a bunch of people on a planet. Exactly. Who happen to have the same heritage... Uh, linking us back to Africa, but most, even most black people, let's say you live in the suburbs, there are two black families on opposite sides of the opposite sides of the street. Most likely, they don't even interact. You just can assume that they're friends because they're black. See? Right, and again, getting back to what I was about to say is that you, 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 we're all linked back to Africa at some point, or the Caribbean, wherever they were dropped off. Yet, again, quote. African-Americans and Africans from whatever country they may be in think differently. Now, being that we may have suffered some of these same plights in different countries and different eras of the world where someone may have been in control of their lives and they weren't, that is something that could be shared across the plains and in the diaspora. That's a possibility but we all didn't experience the same thing. Kind of like that show we were watching. Um, what was it? Mercy Street. Mercy Street, where the guy was a free black man and the, and the woman who was a teacher 
was a slave who was a runaway slave and yet even though he thought about being a doctor and wanted to do things she was trying to hold him back you know what forget that she was holding him back and pulling him back talking about well you're going to go off to medical school we have a cause and we need the people to fight right here emancipation is coming and i'm like okay well that's you you know what i mean this is where you're coming from that's the experience you had samuel experience being a free guy growing up in a house with a doctor and learning all the skills of a doctor and wanted to go to medical school and here it is she's pulling him back to this one thought of this is what we need as a quote-unquote people this is where we are as a people and this is how you have to think as a people which is butt backwards thinking and another thing is, people only like to bring up the fact that we are all supposedly together when it's, uh, you know, you, you're rich, so you have to bring all the people from the ghetto and move them into your mansion. No, that's not how it's going to happen. Because if I know that, I don't know, my third cousin removed went to jail for robbing somebody's house, I'm not gonna move them into my house. Therefore, I will not be lifting up black people just because they're black. Well, the reason why I would move them into my house is because some people are not prepared and ready to go. Even in this building that we live in, the maintenance workers who work in here say, this is the worst building in all of this project that we live in right now. And that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. So, you know, um, I move out, I get a piece of land, I have a nice little drop of house on there, I put a trail on it, I really don't care. I got something that I own and I'm gonna move a bunch of people in there who don't have that mindset of owning something, who don't have the mindset of being free from something, who don't have the mindset of enjoying something that's nice and quiet and away from a giant city. You can't take everybody there because some people need that. Some people want that and they'll bring all the noise. They'll bring all the music. They'll bring all the pumping up and then they will destroy a neighborhood. They will destroy an area. And sorry, that's not a white thing. That's not a rich thing. That is a the quality of life thing. So, yeah. Hold on to that thought for a moment. If you have any questions or comments or you just want to say hello, you can reach us at tanthonybland at gmail.com. That's tanthonybland at gmail.com. Or if you happen to be on Anchor FM, you can just leave us a voice message. Either way, we welcome it all and we'd love to hear from you. Having said all of that, let's get back to a bunch of things. So what I was saying was that even though he says that, I think he still believed that we're a monolith. Just like the whole conversation where, you know, you ain't black if you vote for. Where do you get that idea from? Because you think that because I am of whatever, African-American, black, whatever the people want to say these days, is that I am supposed to vote one particular way. Even though, and here's my proof, 
Whenever you have someone who speaks differently, thinks differently, brings different information to the table or in a conversation where it is diversity of thought, not of people, but a diversity of thought, they are pounced upon. Is that the word pounced? Yeah, for being coon and all the other words you say, you heard me say a few other times in other episodes about that, because they think differently. Just like uh, what's that movie, the Uncle Tom movie, where what you have is you have black folks who are speaking in this, but they're also they're black conservatives. Now, many times you hear people talk, "Oh, you're a Republican." Mm. All conservatives are Republican, but not all Republicans are conservatives. Or did I just say that backwards? All Republicans are conservatives, but not all conservatives are Republicans. That's the way I mean to say that. So we're already conservative in the way I think, the way I spend my money, the way I save, the way I educate my child, the way I go about life. Even within my, 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 my arena of faith, it's still that very same thing. And I must say, out of my faith birthed what the way I see the world. I have a more of a Christian worldview when it comes down to politics, the, the politics of governing. Yes, I'm more of a conservative person. Although I have those leaning towards libertarian with other things. So when in this movie, you get to see a different view. A few years ago, you saw the other side and they say a lot of other things that give you no hope at the end of it. But who's going to hear these voices? Because whenever it seems, whenever you have a conservative black voice, they want to crush them or not give them any light. It's like I've said for years on, on I've had Facebook run-ins with people for years when, you know, mommy and I would have these conversations and then I would put them out there in a cyberspace. You know, we started talking about Black History Month and one of my concerns was how come black history always starts with slavery? Remember that song, that guy we used to listen to in the car? Um, I can't think of his name right now. And that was a line in one of his songs. How come every time we talk about black history, it starts with slavery? It's like there's nothing else. Yeah. There's far more. And so, you know, when, when we talk about Black History Month, and, and I would always say, they always talk about Oprah Winfrey, but no one talks about Condoleezza Rice. Why? Well, because in their minds, Condoleezza Rice isn't black because Condoleezza Rice is a conservative and she worked in the White House and she did a lot of other things. But Sis speaks five languages fluently. Russian. She's a, 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 a um, classical pianist. But because she's conservative and Oprah Winfrey isn't, most of America's always propping up and talking about Oprah. And here is a vastly intelligent person that could possibly run circles around Oprah Winfrey, but you will never hear of her. You will never hear anybody talk about her because she leans politically conservative. And that sucks. And that is where I say, you want to say that people are not a monolith but you constantly want to put them in the box to be one. And if you step outside of that box, you're attacked for it. 
Mm-hmm. 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 Which brings me into, um, well, it doesn't really bring me into a lot of stuff, but it, it, it gets back to all the things that's been happening recently. I mentioned something about a conspiracy theory. What did I just say? What's the first thing I said? I'm not sure. Man, my brain is spinning so much right now. I, I can't even remember what I said. But we have the NBA painting Black Lives Matter across the court. Remember I told you that and I showed you that interview? I mean, I showed that thing. Yeah. And then it was that one player who, I'll probably get back to the to painting of Black Lives Matter, I hope. The one player who decided to not wear the stupid sweatshirt, he decided to stand up, and his reason being was what? That he was a Christian first, and he, what was it, like they paid him to wear the jersey, so he did. Like right. the regular one. Right. His, his reasoning was, he's a Christian first, everything else is after that. And by his faith and his belief is that every life matters, and then it went on and so on and so on. Well, here's what happened. He played the game after standing when everyone kneeled and wore those shirts. He injured his knee and he was instantly attacked. And I think we already spoke about this um, in a previous episode where the guy was saying how, you know, isn't it funny how he got hurt? Why? Why is that your initial act? If all the world in the media, and let's get back to Joe Biden, believes that black people are not monolithic in their thoughts and in their being, how come he couldn't just do what he wanted to do and be left alone? Why would he be immediately attacked after that? It's quite stupid. Yep. So let's get back to Black Lives Matter. If you haven't already heard right now, the founders of this thing is uh, Marxist. And the name itself is, what do we talk about, that word? It's not ambiguous, it's uh, vague. It's very vague. It's a vague line, it's a vague name, it's a vague terminology, it's a vague hashtag. Black Lives Matter. The reason for it being vague is because you can attach what? Anything. Anything? What do you mean anything? To it. I don't know. Right. You can attach your own meaning to it. Which Black Lives Matter? If it's all Black Lives Matter, then why wouldn't it ever say all Black Lives Matter? But it is Black Lives Matter. And it starts out with the premise of, we're here about police brutality. Okay, but let's go backwards. This organization was started by Marxists. Their belief system is Marxism, communism. All the isms you want to throw in there, you can even throw in the, uh, uh, what's the far leftist thing? The, the progressives who have been in works, destroyed this country for many, many years. So that's their ideology. That's what they built. This is what they're about. And they go out there militantly doing a lot of different things. And we all know what's been going on for the past couple of months, tearing down things. And um, if they tore down the beginning, while they are not going to be happy with the new video 
of um, the cops body cam. Woo doge. They're going to be some ticked off people because I really haven't seen the media pick up on it a lot. So if you thought they were rioting before, wait till they find this out. And, and I said be early on before about how people are always so quick to get emotional and do things without having all of the evidence. And as I have said, the media seems to feed off of this and they pump it out and folks eat it up. So anyway, so this is their ideology. And people want to slap this hashtag on their back and on their social media and on their Twitter as if it's a great thing without counting the cost of what it is and what they believe and what they're in. Again, a vague name means you can attach anything to that. Yep. That's all you got is yep. 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 You are correct, sir. You are correct. <laughs> Sorry, my brain is just thinking of that, that one song from Twilight. I just heard it on TikTok. Like an hour ago, and it's stuck in my head. Thank you for sharing that. I, I feel a lot better now. My life is enriched. <laughs> so, so we have that, right? Then we have our illustrious mayor, as I've said in the previous episode, who painted Black Lives Matter across from a Trump thing, and, and it apparently went to every borough. I don't know. I ain't even going out there nowhere. And come to find out just recently that the mayor did not go through the right uh, process of getting permission to do that. Did you know this? Yes, you told me. Right, so he didn't go through the paperwork. So basically he committed a crime and vandalism. He didn't get a permit to do this. So um, for our progressive mayor de Blasio, it is okay to break the law and he can do whatever he wants and the rest of us got to suck it up. Then we have our lovely governor who says, hey, people with the money, don't leave New York City. About a month ago, he said, we're fine. No one's going anywhere. A month later, please don't leave. We need your dollars. I love when these two battle each other. De Blasio goes, no, 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 no. He's wrong for telling them to stay because we have an uptick in crime. Gee, Billy boy, why do you think we have an uptick in crime? How about you, Elizabeth? Why do you think we have an uptick in crime? Uh, riot, riots. Well, there were some of those riots right here in the city, weren't there? Um, and the curfew that happened? Right, the curfew and all that was the curfew was because of the riots and the people. probably arrested people after they were out for curfew, which probably counted towards them. Well, they did arrest them and then released them. Yeah. So there was no prosecution for all of that. And a lot of other things that have been going on in the city for a while. We've had an uptake in murders and, you know... Well, well, there was a protest down a couple blocks east of where we're standing now. I don't know which way is actually east from right, but from where I'm standing right now, a couple blocks east. Okay. Um, 
and they kind of waited until eight o'clock sharp to drive over there and they sent a few helicopters over there to arrest them and I was like what if you wanted to enforce the curfew you could have went over there like 30 minutes before eight and be like hey you need to leave because it's almost eight o'clock all true um so there was the not prosecuting people who broke and who committed crimes the allowing people to get out who do different things and when questioned about should they wear a mask and he was saying well i think that they should be able to do I'm like dude are you competing with california so it's okay if they're out there because they people need to protest and it's peaceful protesting and blah 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 which is so funny because um president trump used that same line the other day when some reporter asked him about all the people over here and some people don't have any masks and, and I forgot what the whole thing was. I think I actually had you to cue that up. And he was going, most of the people have masks I see and this is peaceful protest. And according to what he has right here is that, you know what? You don't have to wear a mask during peaceful protest. You may think that's laughable, but every time we see these videos with a bunch of black folks, sorry to say, uh, doing all these things and they're outside dancing and partying during their protests, end quote, there's no mask. They're just partying like it's 1999, quoting Prince. Do you know who Prince is? Yes. That's before your time. No, it's not. That's because you only heard it in the car. No, it's because I have taste. Ah, okay. So, where am I going with this? I'm going a lot of places with this. I was going to say a few more other things, but let me just, I'm going to stop there and do it like this. What if? What if the protests are saying, let's defund the police? And de Blasio, you want to know why it's uptick? Because you were one of the first ones, because you know you got a giant voice that people want to listen to, saying, we're going to defund uh, some of New York City policemen, police, and we're going to take money from here and put money here, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And you got a bunch of people going, uh, excuse me, we don't have enough cops as it is on the street. And you had people starting to quit. So you know why the crime is up, Billy Boy? Because... I hate to say this. No, I don't hate to say this. I'm going to say it anyway. You suck at your job. You're allowing mayhem and that's what you get. This is really starting to look like Gotham City. I'm just waiting for a Joker to pop up. Uh, <laughs> we had that. We had the Joker? In 2016? I don't know. It was clowns. With the clowns? Yeah. Yeah, with the clowns running around the city. It's <laughs> so here's the thing. What if? What if there is a defunding the police? We know what the thing, uh, um, and that, what is it, Minnesota? Wherever it was, where, where the thing with a guy and the whole cop stuff happened. They want to defund the police. You have people talking about, get rid of the cops, and the world will be better. Even AOC and her knucklehead self said the same thing. Like, really? What would life be like without them? You see what it's like when we have little of them in certain neighborhoods where they're already high crime. 
And when they are not out there policing or even in the neighborhood, crime is higher. So, let's think this out. We defund the police. Let's talk about total defunding. We totally defund the police. You get rid of the police department. Okay. So you have no cops. What if the whole purpose was to get rid of them so that you can have more crime? And if you have more crime, what comes after that? You have anarchy. And we have anarchy, you're going to have to have somebody because nothing stays in a vacuum. We've already seen this from Portland. Somebody rose up and said, I'm now going to be running the place, and they're the ones who had the guns. What if the tearing down of the statues, the claim, the screaming for defunding the police, what if all of the rioting in the neighborhoods where the brown people were to tear down all of these stores and people were killed and you ruined businesses? What if tearing down the, what is it, Confederate statues and then after the Confederate, what I tell you? They went after the Christian statues. They went after the other statues. It's like, hey, let's get rid of this. Woo! And then, and then, and then they erect the virtual statue of uh, the guy. George Floyd. George Floyd. I'm like, this is not creepy at all. This was straight out of Batman. His head is floating up in color over some Confederate statue that was torn down, and this was going to be a tore down in the South. Not creepy at all. And why is he erected as a hero? At the same time, you want to tear down things that you say were erected by heroes that didn't do anything good. I'm giving you a moment to think about that. The Confederate soldiers were terrible. The Union people were, were terrible. Because of the bad acts that they did, we need to tear them down. Here comes this guy, who was a criminal most of his life. He dies. He's erected as a hero, and we're going to have a monument. Give you another second. Doesn't make sense, does it? What if all of this was set up to destroy this country from the inside? You're just shaking your head. Think about it. The progressive, the progressive, the progressive movement has been working for years, maybe a hundred years, to try to tear down this country. They've been working the communists for many, many years. The feminists, this what they call now the third wave feminists, the man-hating group of girls, have been doing things to emasculate men for many, 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 many moons. We've pretty much gotten to this. Hey, guys, people, go watch a teenage show. Look at the lead male character on these teenage shows. They're always some little wimpy dude who looks like a girl and can't punch his way out of a paper bag. Am I lying? You've seen the same thing. No. It's insane. What's the show we're now watching? Uh, Rain, right? Yeah. But the one who's supposed to be king is the girliest person Francis I've ever seen. Francis is just Francis is a punk. 
Yes, he's just not that strong. Exactly. Like all around. So how the heck is he going to be king? I don't know, but apparently he dies. Okay, good. So my point is, is that this is what they pump out to little girls. And this is what the guys are seeing. And this is the masculinity that they're seeing. So again, working to destroy these different things. So we have that. We have the uh, Black Lives Matter, but it doesn't really matter about all the different lives that are having these issues. And when you bring it up, well, we're talking about this issue right now. Okay, that's fine. What about all the other issues that I've been talking about for years and many other people have been talking about? Think about it. Well, that's all they ever... Okay. If you were talking about other issues that affected black Americans, other issues, there's a vast many issues, then the news media would pick it up and they would concentrate on that and you wouldn't see almost every night the type of news that you see. They wouldn't be saying, well, this is what they like. We're going to keep feeding them black men being killed by a cop. To the point where you think that this is something that's happening on a regular basis. When there are much more that's happening to black people in this country. And then you push that. And then you push the other narrative that, well, hey, white folks, you ought to feel guilty about everything. And these poor people losing their minds. So what if all of these things were designed to destroy this country from the inside out? How so, you think? What? How so, you think? If you remove police, you'll have more crime. If you end up with more crime, something's going to have to be done to get rid of crime. Remember, whenever you have a vacuum, something has to fill it. Mm-hmm. So what happens? I said when the whole Portland thing started, they just was trying to goat the president into sending in the National Guard because if they send in the National Guard, then he's going to look like the bad guy that he send in federal troops to come in to squash what was going on. Then when he didn't, they're calling him the bad guy because he's not doing anything. But then you want him to do something. And then when he says he's going to do something, you get mad. It's like, y'all need to make up your mind. But here's my theory. They want him to do something. They go, see, look what he did. They're evil. We need to get this racist out of here. We need to do all the... So you're using that to create something else. At the same time, you're destroying a whole community yeah. with everything that's going on. So... You flooded with crime and you have these other things that need to stop the crime. You have this other wave that's coming in that is emasculating men. It doesn't matter if it is a white male. Excuse me. You know what? Let's stop that first of all. Why is everything in America always about black and white? There's so many other people group. I got followed around a store by an Asian lady. See what I mean? So it's so bad. You got people like, what's the guy who did Deadpool movie you never saw? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds going, oh, I'm so sorry. I had my wedding on a plantation. Are you kidding me? Your white guilt is so bad that you're sitting here apologizing for having your wedding on a plantation. 
Come on, man. Did you own the plantation? Did you own, were you a slaveholder? Did you do any of these different things? So you had your wedding way back when. 2020 shows up and you go, I apologize for that, you fool. You got Oprah Winfrey talking about, uh, what's that nonsense she's saying about uh, the white thing? Um, wow, white people, your white privilege, you've got, the, well, that's called white privilege. And we saw a little clip of the interview and the person's going, well, I always, and that's exactly what white privilege is. It's benefiting from your whiteness. And so black people benefit from their blackness. Do Puerto Ricans benefit from their Puerto Ricanness? Is that even a thing? Whiteness is a color. White is a color. Black is a color. You benefit from your whiteness. You benefit from your blackness. Now, can you say about Puerto Ricans, you benefit from your Puerto Ricanness? Koreans benefit from their Koreanness. It gets ridiculous. I'm sorry to rant, but this is where I'm at right now. That's why these episodes give me a headache. And as you said, everybody benefits from whatever they are at some point, correct? This is you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that everyone benefits from something that they are at one point in their life. Um, in some countries, if you're fat, it means you have more money because you can eat more. Um, if you're on the skinnier side, you'd probably be more likely to become a model. You know, if that's what you wanted to do. Uh, if you have a certain face or certain features, some people are going to like you more. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. If you're Chinese and you live in China right now, they're encouraging you to have children. And they're killing Muslims. So you benefit from being Chinese in China. I mean, maybe not in Hong Kong, but uh, yeah, you get the point. Oh, I get the point. I don't think too many other people get the point. It's ridiculous. But when you get to Oprah and you get to that fool with the turban on his head we talked about a couple of episodes ago, um, their whole spiel and their shtick is, well, white people in America, and they might as well go with all people around the world, White people benefit from their whiteness, whatever whiteness is. When they say this, here we go again, it's not ambiguous. What's that word again? Vague. A vague, a vague terminology. Whiteness, vague, blackness. What in the blue heaven is any of that? Explain it. Give me a definition. Russians get made fun of all the time for like, like oh, Russians are going to blow us up. It's like, dude, they're just trying to like... I don't know, drink a whole bottle of alcohol in one day. I don't, what do Russians do? What is like the norm? I don't know. Say something. Tell us what normal Russian people do on a daily basis in Russia. Anyway, the point is, people make fun of like Russian people all the time. And it's like, okay, well, they're kind of oppressed. Not gonna lie. And you can classify them as white if you want. You know, I mean, are they European? Yes. Yes, Eastern Europeans. Um, so... Why are we not talking about that? Why are you making fun of Russians? I don't know. It's all stupid to me. Um, back to the whiteness and the blackness and everything else, how ridiculous it becomes is there is this, 
uh, you talk about people can benefit from their size, right? Like plus size models are were doing was doing big stuff. They was doing big things at one particular point because people were getting into, oh, wait a minute, um, normal women look like this, and they were doing great. There's this there's this uh, this this model who I follow on Instagram, who I noticed over the past year had lost a lot of weight, and so. I had asked her about it, she never commented on it, but there's another one who remained her same weight. I asked her about it, she never commented on it, and I said to myself when I looked at it, I'm going, okay, so can she still be classified as a plus-size model? She's gotten smaller, a, a whole heck of a lot smaller. So now do you still get work as a plus-size model? That's a good question. The other thing is, um, kind of getting back to what I was talking about is, there's a cyclist who I like to who who I like her. You know, she cycles. She does a lot of different things, and she was in a magazine. And there's another uh, um, trail runner who 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 I follow, and and both of them, you know, the trail runner has become pretty famous. She's in a lot of outdoor magazines, and she does a lot of things right now. She's biking, and. She's been on a lot of covers. She's been on YouTube. I think they had her on like Good Morning America one particular point and some other stuff. Back to her in a second. Let's get to the cyclist. The cyclist was in a magazine. And I screenshot it and I showed it to you, or did I show it to you, where she says in this magazine that she loves being a cyclist. I am paraphrasing because I don't remember word for word. She loves being a cyclist in or whatever, something about... The difficulty, here we go now, this is the point. The difficulty of being in white spaces. Again, a vague terminology. What the heck is white spaces? Go on, I'll give you a second. Oh, you don't have an answer? Exactly. And I don't mean her, I mean you listening. What is white spaces? So if there are white spaces, then there should be Mexican spaces, there should be black spaces, there should be Puerto Rican spaces, there should be Christian spaces, there should be atheist spaces, there should be a space for everything that nobody in their mind could ever walk into. And if you go in there, you should feel very uncomfortable because you're in someone else's space. You're in my space when you stand a foot in front of me and you breathing in my mouth and, and I'm breathing in and I'm hearing your breath. or not hearing your breath. I'm smelling your funky breath. White spaces. Listen, if you want to say you're a black cyclist, go ahead and run with that. But don't say you're a black cyclist in white spaces. There is no such thing as a white space. Again, what if all these things was a diabolical plan to destroy this country from within and you start by dividing people and sectioning them off? You're a cyclist. There it is. But you want to use a little niche of I'm a black cyclist. I'm a black female cyclist. I'm a black female cyclist in white space. Well, hey, you and I, come over here. You and I should be making a lot of money, right? Yeah. We black? I got a beard, so I should get some, some credit for having a beard, right? We live in the ghetto. Yeah. We go hiking. We camp. I mean, we should be ridiculously famous and getting paid for what we look like and where we are. But here's the thing. I do not attach the meaning of who I am, and I do not lift up what I happen to be born in 
as something to be used. I hope I made that clear to you, you listening right now. And that is not only dangerous, it's stupid, and it's continuing to divide. And that's how you get into someone dies in the police hands and it's all out there killing black people. If they were all killing black people, there would not be. I want you to think about this very, very seriously, listener. America. If the police were out to kill black folk, black men, again, as a huge population of this country, we're only 13%-ish, 13 to 15% of the total population. We could be totally wiped out, if not by the cops, by all the racist white folk people talking about, because most of them got all the guns. So think about that for a hot second before you allow the media and these other people to goat you into something that's pulling you out of a box and putting you into another box and putting the label on top of that box. Like, I'm a black cyclist. I'm a black hiker. I'm a white so-and-so. Oh, hold on a second. If I say I'm a white anything, then I'm a supremacist. I'm a white nationalist. Well, there goes your black privilege, people. You get the privilege of saying anything. You get the privilege of tearing down neighborhoods and stuff and people give you a pass thanks to like my own illustrious mayor right here. And that's insane. You've got those people, who, who was it? I forgot who it was, man. I wish I had written this down, but this, this particular episode is just like off the top of the head because so much has changed within the week before we got here. But it all comes down to this. This is insanity. And what if it was all designed to destroy America from the inside out? You had the media that wants to give you a particular story, which we're now calling narrative, that paints black people in this country in a particular way. In a way such that other people, white folks, ought to be guilty. The media will constantly talk about two people groups, white Americans and black Americans, African Americans, descendants of European Americans, whatever, which way you want to call it. To me, that signals to everybody outside, whether you're a Mexican, Cuban, uh, Native American, that, you know what, none of y'all matter. The only people we should be talking about is black and white Americans. Stupid. So you're putting in a little label like this. I'm a feminist. I'm a so-and-so. I'm a black feminist. I'm a so -and, -so. and it's just constant boxes and constant labels and constant putting these things over here. And again, let's get back to, let's remove the cops. Let's let people riot. Let's let them tear down their neighborhoods. Let's let this do this and let's let this do this and so-and-so. What if it was designed to destroy you? If a neighborhood that had all this stuff happening got to the point where the police started to pull back because they're getting attacked, the cars are put on fire, and they say, we're not going to take care of this neighborhood again. It gets to the point where stores are being crashed into, stores are closing. I've read already a few 
companies have decided they're not going to come back into many of these neighborhoods. They're done with that. So that means Ray Ray and, and Sissy won't be having a job during a pandemic where people are already locked down and already don't have jobs and are finding it very slow going of getting back to work. That means that particular area has now had a economic depression bigger than it had before all of this happened. Those people who cannot afford to move out are stuck in those neighborhoods and in those towns. You now have a wall wrapped around you. So they move those things out, the neighborhood falls apart, that area falls apart, and then you're just left. You're just left like that. Then you have the people fighting for, we need to get money to these people, they need to stay home, their kids need to stay home, and then how is all this going to be paid for? And the more money that goes out, the less you have more money for everything else. The people screaming for this are also the same ones who said, wait, don't we have a deficit? Absolutely. And you're growing it even bigger. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, I could have ran down a whole list of all a bunch of, of all these things, but my conspiracy theory is, or you can say theories, is what if? I urge you to go back and read, if you haven't already read, 1984. I suggest you go and watch, if you haven't already saw, um, if you haven't seen it in a while, the movie V for Vendetta, which she just saw, and it was crazy. Thank you for joining in. Um, You're welcome. One, one, I, I'll give you a little hint. One thing about that movie. Remember the vaccine? Yes. Right. They created a problem like Apple. Then sold you the solution. And with the vaccine, the vaccine were making people sick. And when they created the vaccine, there were a few people who were part of it that got rich off the vaccine. And many of them were gifted different jobs within the government. And then the government was in total control of everybody else, which is what we call tyranny and we will never ever want to have. That's just one little thing that you can glean from V from Vendetta. And while people will say, well, it's those people on the right that want to do this. No, they really want freedom Why the ones who are the progressives and the leftists who really want to put shackles on you. I want you to think about this. Who is slapping labels on everything and everybody? Who wants to constrict your freedom by saying you can't do this and, and all these? It's, it's really, really diabolical. And we're running a little bit long here, so I really can't get into because we I went off and you just standing looking at me like whatever. But it, it truly is diabolical. And let me take this a step further for some of you who are listening and really could care less about Christianity and everything else. But I'm going to jump in my Christian bag for a second. What if all I said was purposely set up to destroy the country from the inside with all the things that are going on. All the things that are going on. Spiritually speaking, the enemy is always out 
to destroy God's people. The enemy is always out to destroy people. He's always propping them up. And when he's gotten what he needs from them, he goes off to destroy them. So let's take this off an earthly battle and go into a spiritual battle. If we're in a spiritual battle, this is one heck of a war going on right now to destroy people, to destroy their livelihoods, to destroy their faith in God, to destroy their faith in their own humanity, to destroy everything. This is a massive battle. And some don't see it, some do see it, and the very few who do, it's just that. It's the very few. Let's drop this back down to an earthly battle. This is crazy. It's crazy. All of it. And I think we really need to heed things and pay attention to all the stuff that's going on and don't really take it lightly, but I'm not saying go out and put on your foil hat, as I said in the opening, and people, because you know, when people start saying things, there's a whole group that think that you're crazy. It's like I was talking, I had something else in mind to say, but then I was on Instagram and someone contacted me and said, do you really believe this? I'm going, uh, yeah, why? I'll contact you, I'll DM you. I'm like, okay. A day lady DMs me and starts asking me about what do I believe about the virgin birth of Jesus and everything else. I'm going, uh, yeah, why? So you're one of those people who believe in so-and-so. I'm like, yeah. He starts out by saying, well, I believe in God. I'm like, okay. And then from there, it just keeps going downhill. He asked me all these different questions. Why do I believe this? Do I believe this? Do I believe this? And well, I don't believe it literally you know, it was written by a man or so on, so I'm going, okay, either this person is not a Christian or they're an atheist, or it's both. But it started out saying, I believe in God, but I don't believe in a literal translation of the Bible. I don't believe in this, I don't believe in that, I don't believe in this. So I came back to him and said, okay, so then what is it that you do believe? Many people say they believe God, like the celebrities, all day, er day. But what do you believe of God? Who do you believe he is? Oh, I'm all about Jesus. What do you believe about Jesus? See, that's where the difference comes in. And by the end of it, I figured out where he stood. He definitely was an atheist. And so I gave him the reason for my belief and I gave him the, the, the verses for where I got all that stuff from. It was never good enough for him. So I ended up saying, listen, you asked me, I answered, I gave you the proof, I gave you where I got my answers from, but I don't ever think this was going to be good enough for you. And so I turned and I talked to Elizabeth and I said, you see, this is one of those instances where someone wants to try to trap you into something for whatever reasons they have in the back of their mind. But I didn't fall for it. So what about you? Are you falling for all these different things that are going on? Are you getting so upset by putting a label on your back and allowing people to put labels on you that you forget about your humanity? 
that you forget about that person who's living right next door to you. It doesn't matter if they're black and white. Listen, if you're living in a low-income neighborhood, that person living next to you, I don't care if it's a project builder or a daggone trailer park. You're all in the same boat. You don't have as much as anybody else. So why allow someone to split you up between saying, well, you benefit from your whiteness. Well, then I benefit from my yellowness. But re what really are the benefits? And when you say you benefit, do you also benefit from the bad stuff that comes with it? The bad imagery. I'm going to leave it at that because, like I said, this has got a little bit long and I was rattling off. But then again, that's what this whole thing was all about. <laughs> you got anything you want to say? You said, no, stop playing with the wall. No. You done? Yes. All right. Well, I guess we're going to check y'all out next month for the next special. And um, I'm going to go take a couple of motions for the headache I got going through all this stuff. Come back on Tuesday and join us for a... Oh, nice relaxing episode after this. Um, this Tuesday, we're going to we're we're starting a new segment, pretty much, and it's going to be a book club. Nope, what are we calling it? The book nook. It will be a book nook, and we're going to be talking about some books that we're reading, and I think which would be really good after coming off the heels of an episode like this. So hey, you got all the information. Uh, send us your questions or your comments about anything that I've said. I'd like to hear about it. So, hey, you, keep to the mic. Let's get out of here. Bye. Say goodbye. Bye. All right, listen, get out there. And like Jesus said, love one another.